Okay, I just wanted to make a quick note. Um, we called this episode episode 12 for the entirety of the podcast, despite the fact that it's actually episode 13. And this is going to be a surprise double whammy because I forgot to post the last podcast. So there's actually a podcast where we talk about some things that have obviously long since happened. And even as you'll note, some of the things we talked about doing in the podcast, specifically the way we started it off, ended up not actually happening. Um, But anyways, so sorry. I don't know how that slipped through the crap. (laughs) Crap. I don't know how that slipped through the cracks, um, other than that it was going into New Year's Eve and probably just nonsense occurred and I forgot to post it. But anyways, this is actually episode 13, even though we call it episode 12 throughout because I guess we both forgot that we'd already recorded episode 12 and I never posted it. So on SoundCloud, at least it looked like it was episode 13. 12, even though this is episode 13. So just ignore what we say when we call it episode 12. This is episode 13, and I hope that you enjoyed that special bonus surprise episode that you just listened to. Um, And I hope you enjoy this content as well. All right, and here we are with Satscast episode 12. It's honestly kind of hard to believe we only have 12 episodes, Um, but that is at least partially due to our own inconsistency, but also because it's only a weekly thing, and you can go through a lot of uh, a lot of Madden content through a week when you're on a franchise that advances three times in that span. Anyways, um, joining you as always, I am your host J Dog Four Joel, and I am joined tonight as always by Filthy Hand Seventy Four Scott. Scott, what you got for me? Oh, just living my best life, I guess. I don't know, trying to get back on track because I've fucking only won one of my last four games but we'll get it turned around just gotta gotta start developing a new offense but we can talk about that more when we get to me in the afc north we sure can um what uh do you have for me in terms of just overall sorry i'm i'm trying to see when Satscast episode 11 was posted because I, I like to start the as everyone knows we like to start these things just you know how you doing in life in general and I don't know if on our last Sauscast episode we talked about the big announcement for you. Did we? I, it looks like it was December twenty eighth, so that would have. Yeah, been, we did. did yeah, we? that was a couple days after. I also announced it in chat. Everybody knows I'm getting fucking married now. Okay, well, Jesus, I'm just. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm fucking with you, man. No, it's cool. <laughs> We're actually looking at venues and shit tomorrow. Um, she's talked to all her bridesmaids. I've am lazy so i've only talked to two groomsmen outside of you but we're working on that hopefully monday i've also been working like a 12 day stretch because the other piercer i work with that covers me for my two days off uh just got married so she's on her honeymoon so i have been super busy and i am like booked out a week and a half in advance so like my days have just been fucking nuts and you're gonna return that fucking favor for sure (laughs) oh yeah no she's gonna definitely like they already told me they're like yeah like just let us know what you need to do. So that's the cool thing about working for that place, man. They're super supportive of everything I fucking do. Nice. All right. Um, awesome. Well, obviously, I'm happy for you. The league is happy for you as well, and I'm sure you felt that love. So we're, we're good there. Um, it's my most liked post. It's... <laughs> of all time. As it, as it should be. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you've got your venue shopping tomorrow, and otherwise it's just sort of the same old, same old, you know, your typical wedding prep and things like that, so, my boy staying busy at work. Um, for me, I got, I have literally nothing going on, because I was exposed to 
COVID by somebody at work. And their policy is a 14-day mandatory quarantine, even though I waited four days and then got a diagnostic test that said I was negative. My oh, diagnostic they still make you do it? Still wouldn't let me come back. And I yeah, waited four days. So I waited. Was like, get your ass back here to second that I'm just saying, negative. bro, and I waited four days. So I waited, I waited past the intubation period. And then I got a diagnostic test, not the the not the 15-minute test. It was a 24-hour test, but that's because where mm. I went had a lab on site. So it was still the diagnostic test. Yeah. And it came back negative, and work was like, nope, you're still off for 14 days. So I'm just sitting at home doing nothing. I'm helping babysit my niece uh, in my spare time, I guess. And and today, though, I went to... Um, I went to volunteer at a place that was administering vaccines to the people that were approved by Tennessee government. So it was in Davidson County, which is Nashville Metro. Um, and they are actually today, they've completed all of their vaccines for frontline and first responder workers. So all of those medical workers are vaccinated in Davidson County, which is actually kind of blew my mind. Like that's pretty quick that they got that out there. And today they moved on to like, it was like column 1A and 1B and 1B was like uh, primary care physicians. Sorry. Oh shit. (laughs) No, no, no. We are watching that game by the way. All right. So, oh, he's got, he's got a mountain to climb though. He's got three timeouts. Is upheld. That was touchdown. He's got three timeouts. So it's 42-36 Titans 30, over to the Texans. Oh, yeah, 30s. He must have gone for two at some point. Yeah. So, but he's got to kick off. He's going for the straight kickoff with a minute and a half left. He's trust. Oh, wait, but he pooched it. Oh, yeah, because it because the Titans came out in an onside look, as they should have. So now it's like the Texans just, they have three timeouts, and it is a one-possession game. They have to hold him. Oh, they are. Oh, my God. They are stacking the box like nobody else. If he wants to throw the ball, he'll have an easy touchdown. But he doesn't. Oh, he might anyways. Never mind. I don't know. Derrick Henry's just busted. Uh, so, going back to my original, what I was talking about. Um, Davidson County, Nashville, frontline workers as well as first responders are all vaccinated. They're getting onto the secondary, which would be primary care physicians, uh, orthopedic people, you know, surgeons, doctors, things like that. Um uh, physical therapists, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're medical professionals that aren't like emergency care, essentially. Um, those folks are all getting vaccinated now. And so I was volunteering and towards the end, they were just like, Hey, do you want to get vaccinated? And I was like, I, as a person that just works at top golf would not be looking at a vaccination until like, like May or June. So yeah, if you've got extras, go ahead and shoot me up doc. And um, that's exactly what happened. So I, despite not really doing anything, um, got the first round of the vaccination and my second round is in three weeks. So, Well, fucking congrats, buddy. Um, as long as you don't grow a third eye, I'm with you. Yeah, right? Hey, best thing is, guys. If you do actually a third eye, I'd be cool with it. As long be... as you don't grow like 82 more nipples, I'm down. Even at that point, how could I monetize that? Um. But no, well, I mean, wait. I'm already a human freak show. I mean, some of y'all. Oh, he's like, got, he had Henry. Oh, well, he's got life, everybody. Else. Yeah. Yeah. The Titans offense just isn't going to be stopped. He also on that play had Henry wide open. He had multiple options, uh, but either way, um, looks like Titans are going to win this game and they will advance to whatever record we'll talk about uh, when we get to them. Cause it'll have updated. I assume by then uh, either way. So yeah, 
you've been up to awesome things. I've been up to absolutely nothing except for one pretty cool thing. Um, happy for me. And the good news is, if you're one of those people that's like, I'm not going to get the vaccine because I don't trust it, I'm your test dummy now. So, I'll let you know exactly what the fuck happens to me. So far, so good. Nothing really changed. Got some arm pain. That's with every vaccine ever. So, um, all right. We will go then on to, I guess, we. Sh I'm going to very briefly discuss the Ramrod situation. Um, it boils down to this. Dude edited his player with a position change that's against the rules without talking to us first because it, it, it would have and did affect superstar abilities, including his X-Factor ability, and then lied about it and said the CPU did it for some reason. And CPU I, did, the CPU does not just change players. It doesn't change players. That it doesn't, doesn't change happen. abilities. That has to happen I by you. I was born a fucking night. I wasn't born last night. <laughs> and it's it's whatever again we're just we're over dealing with this so it's gonna be you may have noticed if you so i typed up the the ruling on ramrod and you may have noticed it was significantly shorter than the last like ruling that we wrote out which was part of i think the state of the league for last year or two seasons ago or whatever it's shorter because at the end of the day it doesn't need to be that long and i'm sick of dealing with this shit read the fucking rules if you don't read the rules and then you break them your having not read them is not a defense. Ignorance to the law is not a defense. I didn't have to go to law school to learn that. I just did. And that's all there is to it. If you don't read the rules and then you break them, you can't say, I didn't know. Everybody that has ever joined this league, we always send them a copy of the rules like, hey, do you understand this? Do you have questions? And oh, also, by the way, if you're in this league and you have questions about the rules, fucking ask us. Like, that's that's Okay. That's fine. We'll, we'll talk about it with you. Don't do dumb shit and then be just like, oh, I didn't read the rules. That's not okay. And if you're not going to ask us because you don't want us to tell you that it's against the rules, then don't fucking do that thing either. Um, and if you have any other inquiries about like that whole situation, it's it's in the group me. I posted a link to it. There's a Google Doc. You can read that again at the end of the Google Doc. I very explicitly say, if you have any questions, let us know. So just do that. If you have questions, let us know. I don't think there's any reason to spend any more time on that, but if you have any I other don't parts... thought on that, the copy pasta can live on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. On that note, I thought the copy pastas were almost a little bit over the line when he was still in the league. Because <laughs> it was it was like it was like kicking a man when he was down. He's not here anymore, so fuck him. Copy pasta that shit till the end of time. I do love that our league has its own copy pasta because that's pretty phenomenal. And it's such a good copy pasta, too. It's not even like they weren't reaching. It's just a really good copy pasta. Um, but all right. So we're going to go on. We're going to run through the standings in the league. And then we're going to briefly touch on the um, the awards have been posted as of last week, um, which obviously haven't been covered since the last time we had a podcast. So we're going to go through the standings as we always do. We may take a deeper dive into some of the, the things that seem to pop up to us that we want to look into. Um, and then, of course, we will go over the MVP, Coach of the Year. Well, Coach of the Year, I don't even want to talk. In fact, I'm not even going to address it because it's just going to be whoever the best record is. I'm sure it's it's expert killer. Brock, I'm sure it's his coach right now because he technically has the best record. And 
I'm sure I'm in second because I'm 7-0, and and I'm sure it's just ranking. It's a pointless award that nobody cares about. So we'll go over the awards. MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year for the in, in terms of the, the, the players, not the MVP, in terms of the players and the rookies. We'll go over them per conference. Um, but we're not going to take any sort of deep dive into the position Player of the Year's at the end of the day, I'm thinking we're just not going to discuss that at all because all it does is drag out the the podcast. If you really are interested, you can look into that yourself even after the season is over to see that. And it also, it doesn't affect rankings or, or development or anything like that. The only thing that does are rookie of the year, player of the year, and MVP. So with that being said, first one of the night, almost disappointed, but not really. We're going to go to the AFC North to start things off. Scott, do you want to take this one away? Or... And this is no shade. It's kind of... Sh- there's some shade. But not a lot of shade, you know? God, this looks different than usual. <laughs> it does. Do you remember how... Do you know how many podcasts we recorded that I had to say... That I led this division with the more things change, the more they stay the same? Do you know how many times I had to say that? And now... 12 or 11? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 11. And now, I don't even know how to lead it off, so I guess I'm going to leave it to you. Fuck shit. Fuck things changed. Um, so, the Bengals are 7-0. I can't call them the Bungles anymore. They're the Bengals now, which is fine. Um, the Browns are six and two, the Steelers are five and two, and I am four and three. But season's also still fuck you. Yeah, you, you got the upgrade. You happy? Yeah, happy. I'm proud of you. There. Just the way you said Which is fine. It's just <laughs> fucking killed me. Alright. So But I mean I I've never doubted you dude like i know who you are as a user and i know you took care over the bungles you know they're the, they were the bungles then um and you've drafted well and you've developed well and you've made good trades and you have a good team so there'll be something to contend with uh i feel the same about the rest of the league like dude how's jaw had for instance we're not no distant possibly suspect we're gonna come back to you as well too um housed for instance i think he like what one to like two or three games last year five and Mm -hmm. two right now um he's above me i'm at four and three we're gonna play tomorrow night at nine though so we'll see if i can even that out um the brown suspect man he's at six and two only two games back right now this is a tight division race like it's only three games for anybody so we'll see how it goes uh looking at some of the point differentials with you you know 256 4 127 against suspect putting up more points so 272 4 but he's got 180 let up now, House just put up 224, but he's only let up 135, just barely more than you have. Yeah. I've put up 168, but I've let up 158. And I will tell you the one thing I have noticed is uh, Kalias made the decision for me. He was gone either way, but God damn it. Why couldn't he have been a couple of years younger when I came here, man? Yeah. One of my favorite fucking hurricanes. Also, <laughs> I miss your goddamn run stopping presence. Yeah. So, but like I said, man, I'm confident that I'm going to get things turned around and we're going to hopefully add some new wrinkles and stuff because I feel like it's the real life, like the real life Ravens, man. You know, people have got to look now. They got an idea. Everybody's got an idea now of what everybody does. 
Yeah. So now it's about what wrinkles can you add? What can you utilize? What new things you can do? And I've just, I've been stagnant and I'll get that turned around, but enough about me. Um, Let's go ahead and why don't you break down your thoughts on the AFC North right now? Because honestly, I'm not at the top and I'd like, what's your view on it? Okay. Um, well, um, shit, I should have had something better plan for this i should have had like an audio file we both like we both countered each other with x factors too you traded for aaron donald i traded for jair it's true um and that's i think the i i I, that's again fucking arms race you cunt (laughs) i did start an arms race that i'm thinking i'm winning i don't know so far we'll see so far yeah so you're right so far so far and the difference being jair is a lot younger than aaron so um there's there'll be that but either way no i mean just like what you said about calias kind of forcing your hand like obviously i know what you're talking about gino forced my hand as well difference being i went in terms of when when i started the arms race when i made the blockbuster trade to get aaron donald with the rams i went more for replacing directly what I lost and even upgrading it because there's no question Aaron Donald is better than what Geno Atkins was, even though Atkins was the defensive player of the year last year. Donald is better. Um, which isn't to say that he'll win it this year because I don't know that he will, but I, he's a better player. There's no question. Um, and you went with a more a different style, which was just a, an absolute shutdown secondary. Um, and I, I'm obviously happy with the results because I'm 7 and 0 for the first time in this league. I was I don't want to call myself the lot the laughing stock in the first year, but the first year didn't start off that great for me even last year when I I mean I sneaked into the playoffs you, last you year. Snuck into the playoffs the, first, the first year, year yeah. First year? But yeah, I did. I did sneak in, but that's the point you I snuck in. Again. I did. I beat you. You were overconfident in that game though. I know oh, I was. Good. I thought I was going to come out there and fucking wreck you, which yeah, is what happens you did. when I get confident and then I go and play you because it's like, <laughs> "Oh hey, We've also grown up playing this game, so I know you, fucker. Yeah, I know you a little bit, too. I love it when you're super confident to beat me. That's why I talk myself down when I play you, because I hope that you believe it. Um, but, no, no, I mean, it's... So So the first year I snuck into the playoffs, last year I was 11-5, and five, I think, was my record, and I solidly got in the playoffs. Didn't change the result. I lost in the first round both years. This year, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say things are going to be different because i haven't seen the playoffs yet but the but the obvious the regular season play has been different defense has been good the you know best defense in the afc north at least by a little bit um and in terms of the offense it's it's put up enough points we we made plays when we had to and i to, to in terms of how i feel about the division generally i feel really good because so so suspect's been great with the browns but i've played him already and i beat him so I'm seven and zero. Oh, he's six and two. Once. No, just once. But still, uh-huh. he's six and two. I've got a game against my, I guess, most recent recent arch nemesis, the uh, Kingpin with the Jets, because he knocked me out of the playoffs last year. I've got a game with him tomorrow night. Um, you mean overconfident? Hmm. No. I, I I probably did get overconfident. Well, I I won't say I was overconfident because there was a part of me that was like. Again, that was season two. Season one, DeKingpin was his his team didn't do anything. I don't know what changed. He 
popped off last year and was good. And so part of me was just I'm not trying to look too far ahead. He's leading his division now too. Is he? He's four and three though. So it's a mm-hmm. different start than last year. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but either way, yeah. And we'll get to that. But we'll so I so I've got that game. Let's say I let's say I lose it. I'm still seven and one. I'm still a game solidly ahead of that Browns team because I have a game on him. So I'm feeling good in the division and. You know, seven and zero, like one of two undefeated teams left in the NFL. So, I I don't have a you know big head on my shoulders about it, but I'm also not going to deny it. Um, and that's kind of the way that I'm approaching every game at this point out. You know, we're we're doing our best to win, and we're putting strategies in place, and you know, we built the team. The the the, the trade for like I will say this: when I made the trade for Aaron Donald, this is the best result to this point I could have hoped for after that trade. So, uh, you know, it, it's paying off so far. Plenty of time left in the season, plenty of years left in the league. We'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, but either way, they're suspect at 6-2 and two with the Browns. Always a dangerous player. Um, I would, I, I just, I could be wrong on this, but I feel like he was not as good this early on last year. Um, I feel like he was more middle of the pack. Um, with me while you were at the top and the Steelers were at the bottom. So the more things change, the more they change, period. And that's kind of the way that it has shaken out so far because you got the Browns at 6-2. and two. They're a good team. They are scoring more points than me. They're giving up more points than me. That's my big thing. It's like I, I feel like those are close. And it was a close game. I think it was a 10-point game that we played against each other. So I don't – it's it's not like I think I've got anything in the bag against the Browns, but I, I beat them once, and that's that's big this early on. Um, yeah. Steelers are coming out big time with a really good second best defense in the North. Steelers are sort of getting back to what Steelers football is about, or or was when they were winning Super Bowls. Um, five and two, not scoring a ton of points, but he's not giving up many points either. So that's a that's a and like you said, he's got to play you this week, so we'll see. But or not not this week, next week, or do you play tomorrow? We play tomorrow. Okay, so you, you do play this week. So so we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see how things shake up. It could be two five and three teams, or could be a six and two team. Could be a four and four team. Who knows? Honestly, I I don't because the way things have looked so far, it's it's looking like it's an edge for the Steelers again. I haven't seen who he's played versus who you've played, but um, but yeah, and certainly I would say you know just again personal experience. A, a, a very bizarre start for the season for you, from my point of view. Um, when you made your trade for Jair, the big piece that you gave up was Hollywood Brown, who you weren't really using le- like too much, I don't want to say lethality, but that's the word. Like He was utilized, but he wasn't that like dagger he threat. Utilized, but he wasn't the dagger. There's right. definitely other players that are doing way more. Right. So when you made that trade, I was like, fuck. He just traded away a guy he wasn't really using that much on offense and just got a shutdown corner, which I was also trying very hard to make the trade for Jair, and that didn't happen. Um, and I thought I was boned, and that happened like the week before we played too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll see. I think you'll still, I think you'll work it out. Um, but I also think there's a decent amount of drawing board you have to go back to, and so we'll see. Oh, yeah. I think I think you'll make the playoffs, but. At this point, I think you're going to make the playoffs as a wild card team. I don't think you're going to win this division. <laughs> I ain't and... done yet. I ain't going quietly into the fucking night, man. No, I know you won't, but I don't. 
I don't I don't see you winning the division, and it's not just because I think I'm going to win it. I think I think there's teams that are enough games ahead of you that aren't going to give up so many games. I don't know. It could be. Who knows? Who knows? Anything could happen. I've yet to um, play the Browns, and I have yet to play the Steelers. That's true. So we will have to look at those games with great interest. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it's funny at, at this point, I feel like we're always talking about how close divisions are and no matter what the spread is, it's close. I feel like it's so true in the AFC North, more true than it's ever been when we were talking about a division at this point in the year that like nothing is settled here yet. And I say that because any other division, I'd look at the four and three team versus the seven and O team and be like, well, this division's over that four and three team doesn't have a chance. I don't feel comfortable saying that about you ever. So I think that this division is going to be competitive down the stretch. You made your point. You haven't played the Browns. You haven't played the Steelers. So it'll be interesting to see how this division goes down the road. That That's what I think. Um, again, it's it's kind of funny for me because I'm looking at specifically the points for and the points against. And it, it doesn't look as good for me as I've felt playing in my games, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but... But that's where we're at, and again, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk myself up too much because anything could happen. But I'm also not gonna deny it. You know, I'm I'm seven and zero, and I'm happy for that. And we'll see what happens. I've got a game against the Kingpin tomorrow uh, for this week, which is my playoff rematch. So we'll see what happens there. Um, we should probably move on to the AFC. We should South. definitely move on to the AFC South. <coughs> Take it away. So this will be an interesting race. We've got DPMs. we got Mike with the Colts and Kobe with the Titans. Um, they're leading the division right now. I know that Elk won it last year, right? Or no, I think Elk came into the wild card. But mm-hmm. he's had a little bit of a different start to the season. And the Texans are 1-8. But we also replaced a guy with Rage. Um, so we'll see what he can do with them. He just played know, a pretty good game against the 6-2 Titans. That's true. So he's so, one and eight, but that could have been two and seven, and that could be a six, uh, five and three Titans team. So be interesting to see um, how that goes back and forth. They've played each other, haven't they? The Colts and the Titans. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have. Let us go to the fucking schedule real quick and find out. Team schedule, fucking Titans. <laughs> the Titans. Yeah, he did. That's one of his losses. He lost 31 to 21. Who? Kobe? Yeah. Okay. So so who'd the Colts lose to then? Who's their one loss? And while you're looking up that, I'll just talk about the division generally. Um so the Colts And he lost to the Chargers, twenty four to six. When? Like a week ago. Oh, so our new Chargers user. Yeah. Didi. Didi beat him 24 to 6. Didi is fucking, he's taking names right now. I'm a fucking terror, man. <laughs> he came back to this league and he's He just, came back, he's like, fuck you. Yeah, he's taking Show names. Show you, old man. <laughs> um, We'll get to him. But yeah, so you got that 8 and one's Colts team, 6 and 2 Titans. The Jaguars are at 3 and 5, and the, the Texans are at 1 and 8. Of course, new user for the Texans, who I thought played the Titans pretty well for most of the game tonight. Titans are sitting there with the best offense in the league by far at 318 points, and the next closest would be the Colts at 234, so that's not even close. Points against, though, he's given up more points than the Colts, and that looks like it's been the difference. 
Uh, the gap between those two defenses isn't quite as much as the offenses, but it's been good enough for at least an eight and one record versus a six and two record. So, and and with that, the Colts must have a bye week coming up, right? Like, when's the last bye week? I don't know. I it's I don't know, but it's not super late. And just looking at those records, maybe it's this week. Talking about the Colts, right? Yeah, because he's eight and one. He's got a game. He's got one more no, his game. Bye week is next week okay and he's already played this week right yeah, yeah so so yeah so he'll have a bye week next week that'll be a chance for the titans to maybe get to that seven and two get just a game behind the colts and then you've got that option but then it really does become incumbent on Kobe and those titans to win next week to get within a game to not falter to win the next head-to-head game and i it's it's a place that at least in the last couple years we haven't seen the titans in well, I guess we have. It's always been a close division, or or mostly, but again, mostly because the Jags were threatening as well. But it's I feel like it's been a while since we've seen the Titans on the back foot, and it's definitely the case now. Um, so so that'll be interesting. And again, the Jags, Elk will. I I know he's better than a three and five record. I don't know what the games have looked like for him. I know he's I know he's given up more points than he's scoring. So that's that's not great. Um, especially in that division, but maybe that's because of that division where you, the top two teams are scoring a lot of points. Um, but either way, and, and like you said, we got a new user for the Texans as well. So interesting to see how that shakes out. And again, you've got a Texans team that might be looking at one and eight. Like there's no, there's no chance against an eight and one division leader, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to try and play the spoiler and, and try and win some games down the stretch. So be interesting to look at the AFC South again. It's good to see the diversity there. You've got the Titans, who are a very good team, have been a very good team, still at 6-2R, but not good enough to lead that division, not not yet at this point in this year. So, All right, we will go to the AFC East, and you are not wrong in that the Jets are winning the division because they are at a 4-3 and three clip. I would like to put like a footnote on that, that I'm pretty sure this is going to be the worst division we're going to see as we go through these rankings. So it's it's easier to so so for instance at four and three they're leading the division, but they are also equal to the worst team in the AFC North. At four and three, which is you, you're the worst team in that division at four and three. He's the yeah, best team I'm in his. <laughs> but the point is, if if you were playing in the AFC East, you'd be tied for the division lead. It'd be great. Um. The Kingpin, following his historic Jets run to the playoffs, even won a playoff game against yours truly, he started off 4-3, which isn't terrible, but it's not great. It's good enough to win a division, though, that is terrible because the team behind him is the 2-6 and six Patriots, who just two seasons ago, I want to say, won that division. If I know they won that division because he also wasn't able to play his divisional round game. Um, and the Bills are at 0-9, and the Dolphins are at 0-8. So the AFC East is really bad right now. And all that to say, it is still to Kingpin's division to lose. Or to, I mean, yeah, this is to lose because he's winning it. But you'd like to see more, I guess. Is there, holy shit, there's not a team in that division that has a positive point differential. 
The closest is the 4-3 division leading Jets, who have 162-4 and 166 against. So that's only a negative 4. And below them, it gets ugly real quick. Oh, yeah. So this is a division that just isn't playing defense. And they're or they're not scoring on offense. Like, 166 points against isn't terrible for the Jets, but 162 points for is. And then the teams below them just aren't doing any better at all. And when I say they're not doing any better, they're actually doing significantly worse. So, you look at this division, I guess I'd say the Kingpin is my favorite to win it. And that might actually be my most definitive favorite in a division to this point. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm putting the money on the Patriots. Okay. Arell is going to go on a tear. Okay. Is that all you have? Do you have, like... A reasoning? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. No, and I... To your point... Gosh, man, it's true stories I fucking made up. Right. To, To your point, I mean, he did win the division in our first season so that's true like the I'm two and saying, six clip like, surprises me it's a three game clip we're only through fucking like what we're in week nine right now yeah, we're over half the season it's though yeah it ain't over it's not over it's true if it were over now we wouldn't play the other half of the season so uh either way afc east as as a whole get your shit together make this shit more competitive make this next podcast that we record more compelling um, and with dropping that hammer, I'm gonna go, uh, take a piss real quick while you take it away with the AFC West. I need to look at the standings. You weren't in, in the standings? No, I was looking at scheduling. That's fair. I, I was almost looking at scheduling, just for that division, because mm-hmm. I wanted to see if we'd play each other. So, we're gonna lead off the AFC West is 6-1 and one Chargers. Now, I know DD took over that team, um... I believe a few weeks ago um, and he's continued their winning ways for him. So he's holding the lead on that division right now, but the Broncos are sitting at five and two right behind him. Only one game back of the division. Um, and I think, especially with a different chargers user, we'll see cause DD's played great. Um, it's wide back open again. Uh, the Chiefs are sitting at four and three, but obviously we're going to be looking for a Chiefs user because some people can't read. Um, and then the Raiders are at zero and seven. Um, I guess it's just what are what the Raiders are right now. So it's it's going to be different. It's definitely going to be different because we're going to get a different Chiefs user. So it'll be interesting to see what somebody can do with the Chiefs from there. Um, I think Didi's got a good team, and I think he can perform with them and do well. I'm looking at Burrito, my my homie, with the Broncos to actually hopefully capture this division. Let's see. I want to see how it plays out. I want to see him and Didi play. Um, I think it's going to come down to those two, unless you know we get a Chiefs user that's competent. <laughs> um, the Raiders are 0 seven. They're out of it. Um, Literally all you have to be to contend in this division if you're the Chiefs is competent. <laughs> a, a reading that. level above, like, grade two would be great. Um, 
Now I'm with you. It's the Chargers division to lose at this point. Didi has come in on a tear. He took over a good team. He didn't stop winning with that team. I'm also with you. The burrito is just... I f- is, is he... Are the burrito bronco... The burrito broncos. That's my name for them. I don't even care. Burrito Are burritos broncos always 5-2 and two this time of year? Because I feel like they're always 5-2 and two this time of year. This time of year. <laughs> I feel that way Right? Um... And it doesn't always, in fact, I shouldn't say it doesn't always pan out. It usually doesn't. I don't distinctly remember him in the playoffs. So, change that shit, Burrito, but not when we play each other, because I need to beat you. Um, but other than that, uh, no, I, I, that's, I, I think you I think you summed it up very well. It's going to be, at least on the surface right now, it's a two-team battle between the Chargers and the Broncos. Again, that is definitely a, the more they change, more things change, the more they say the same. Because I feel like I say that every year. Um, but of course, you, you've got the Chiefs, and yeah, like you said, if we can get a competent user um, in there, that's that's just a team that's just ripe to blow that division up. It's sort of surprised me that they haven't. Um, so we'll see about that. But the West, AFC West, looking looking competitive, and. Um, We'll see again with the expanded, expanded rosters or not expanded and rosters, playoffs? but expanded playoffs. It's there like you, yeah, go. you know, fuck you. Um, that's looking like one of those divisions that could. Well, I guess I should say, that's looking like one of those divisions that could send three teams. So is the AFC North. Um, so we'll see. I, actually, I think I don't think a single division is going to send three teams. In fact, I just I know it's not. I think it's going to be very competitive between between you know getting your second team between the north, the south, and the west. I don't think any division is going to send three teams. Um, but all right, that's that's pretty much that. So, any other thoughts on the AFC West? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I just want to see how it, like all pans out between the Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos. Once we get a Chiefs user, you know, Chargers, Broncos, I'll start working on the Chiefs user part tomorrow. Yeah. Um, But it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I want to see the finish because I feel like that's going to be a photo line finish. It's one, two, three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're only two games back and there's still a good amount of football left. That shit ain't over. Shit and ain't you all over. also still play each other, I would assume. So, mm-hmm. So, I'm going to actually let you take the NFC North because I have to go grab a beer. There you go. And also, I'm going to get a headset that allows me to be wireless just in case I have to grab another one so I know what's going on. There you go. My guy. All right. So, we will go to the NFC North. And you talk about divisions that are close and you're not talking about the NFC North anymore. Um, It used to be one of those divisions that was pretty close. And then things happen. Turns out we kind of had a cheesy Vikings user, and he was, you know, manipulating player abilities. We didn't like that. And our new Vikings user is awesome. Shout out to Yeezy because he makes me laugh more in the chat, I think, than anybody else. Period. I love, I love Yeezy. Any of your takes, I always love them. So keep them coming. But if we're talking from a divisional standpoint, you've got the Packers at eight and zero. They are, they, I think, to this point, they've got the highest uh, difference between them and the next closest team in the division of any of the divisions we've covered. And actually, at 8 0, they are the number one team in the NFL, period, as well as the NFC. So they're at 8 0. You've got the Vikings. But the rest of the division, here's where it gets fun. The rest of the division is all ridiculously close or tied. 
The Vikings are at four and three. The Lions are at four and three, and the Bears are at four and four. So we haven't gone through the rest of the NFC standings yet. I don't know if every other division is super top heavy, but what I can tell you is, even if you don't necessarily think you're within striking distance of the top of the NFC North, you should absolutely know that no other team in the NFC North has created any sort of separation between the other teams in the NFC North. So if you're looking at a, at this point, week nine, if you're looking at like a, a potential a wild card bid or or even to be that team that takes down the Packers, there's some room to make up there, but still not impossible. Um, the good news, if you're not the Packers in the NFC North is you're still not toast. Of course, if you're the Packers, the good news is you're the Packers. Uh, you're 8-0. The Packers have put up 352 points and only given up 113. That'll be the thing that surprises me the most. I knew Brock was going to put up a bunch of points with that team, but his defense has actually been really locked down. And that has stayed true even after he traded his shutdown cornerback, Jair Alexander. So he's making things work there. Um, the Vikings are at 4-3. and three. Much different story for them. They are scoring many less points on offense, and they're giving up much more points on defense. They actually have 166 points for and 201 points against. Now, I will say that is with the caveat. This is a 4-3 and three team that has played the Packers twice. That has played the best team in the NFL. I think the most or close to the most points for in the NFL and the least points or the, close to the least points against in the NFL. The Vikings have played that team twice. So if they hadn't played the Packers yet, They'd be 4-1. And And also, if you look at their splits specifically with points for and against, you have to consider that they played the best points for and against team in the NFL twice already. So, when you take that into consideration, you're looking forward, you're thinking, well, okay, the team's still 4-3, and and those splits are exaggerated because of the team that they played twice early, which we talked about. Usually, you don't play the same divisional opponent twice within the first half of the season. It's uh, well, it's not like incredibly rare, but they also played the same. It was, it was the same way that the real life season happened this year. The Packers and Vikings played in week one, and then they played again in week four. So, yeah, you take it with a grain of salt. Is what I would say. I think I think the Vikings is looking looking forward and seeing a much clearer path to the playoffs uh, now that they can put the Packers behind them and focus on on getting those wins up. The Bears traded Mitch Trubisky with seemingly without a second thought and got what he wanted for it. He's sitting at 4-4. Four and four. He would technically be at the bottom of the division only because the game's played. So he's like a half game behind the Vikings and the Lions. So, and again, you know, Jay Roll has never been somebody that we've ever, like, it's the second highest offense in the division. Always has been, <laughs> it feels like. A uh, guy can put up points, gives up some points too, and that's why he's only 4-4. Four and four. But still a guy you can't sleep on because he will just absolutely ball out on you. That's that's why, in case you were wondering, when the trade happened and he sent Trubisky to the Titans, I mean, I was like, oh shit, Trubisky is an X-Factor? And it's because, you know... Superstar. Oh, yeah, and I'm sorry, not X-Factor. It's because he put up a bunch of yards and points with him. He put up all the yards. All the yards. So that was a, you know... Kobe can thank J-Roll for that. Because it was an entirely, you know, a construct of J-Roll's offense. And then I will say the surprising thing to me is to see KS with the Lions sitting at 4-3. and three. 
Um, he's also played the Packers once, which was a close game. I think that was only a 10. I think that 4-3 record will change by the end of the year. I mean, I know it will, but I'm surprised to see it even here. Yeah. Um, the offense hasn't scored quite as many points, I think, as he would like. And the defense has been good. 130 points against is good for second best in the division by a lot. Um, but he just hasn't gotten it together yet. So, like I said at the beginning when we were talking about this division, if you're not the Packers, you're looking at likely a wild card bid, and how do you go ahead and grab one of those? And I I could very easily see the Lions grabbing one of those. Um, they did last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, he was um, just in Mexico, so... Right, so I, mean, I, I expect that happening. I'm going to be in Mexico in like nine months, so fuck it. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so I would definitely be surprised if if that record doesn't improve. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much... That's the that's the NFC North in a nutshell. Do you have any other thoughts on that? No, I think uh, you explained it pretty well. I think the Packers are in control of it now. And once again, I mean, farthest you're out is three games, so things can change, but... I would look for I'd any of the three of them to be vying for a wild card spot when it's all said and done. Like this is at the point in the season where like you're four and three, four and four, but you can still change what your record is. Right. It ain't DeathCon five yet, unless you're like you know oh and whatever, or yeah. one and two and right, stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll move on to the NFC South then. Um, I guess the new the new ish elephant in the room would be a uh, North with the Panthers, who's absolutely shitting on everybody he plays. <laughs> Panthers are at five and three. They are tied with the Saints, who are at five and three. Um, and that's that's an interesting division. Obviously, the Saints last year won it with I. They were like fifteen and one last year, weren't they? Yeah. Um, yep. One of those losses this year was a, a, a forced loss to me. All right, he, he just he wasn't able to line up. Like we set up a couple different times that he missed, and then the only counter time that he had to play, I wasn't available, and the only fair thing at that point was for a forced loss for him. So who knows if he and I play each other. I was looking forward to that, honestly, because it's like even if he beats my ass, who knows? And I felt like I had a good bead to let him not beat my ass. And even if he beats me, it wouldn't be bad. So I was looking forward to playing that game. Um, didn't end up happening, so who knows? Maybe he's six and two instead of five and three. But it I mean, either way, they're tied at the top of the division. And I'm actually going to look at the schedule right now because I I assume they have to play each other at least one more time. Um, if they I haven't the same thing, if they haven't already played each other, or I mean, maybe they haven't played each other once. Um. Oh, that yeah, that because they have played each other once. That's right. And the Saints lost horribly, and it was it was like a fifty-five to seventeen loss. Uh, the Panthers absolutely waxed them. Um, and the good news is they're gonna get the opportunity for revenge coming up in Week Ten. So next week is that revenge game, but that's a huge game. It's a huge game now for the Saints, um, because they're tied in the division. So he's obviously got to put up a bit. You know, Noah has to put up a bigger fight against North than he did the first time they played, or that thing's already said and done. Um, but even at that, it's like then, either way, whatever that, however way that game goes, the reason it's important for the Saints is you don't want to get swept by the, the team that's leading your division. 
Because yeah. then, even if you end up, like, maybe other guy gets a rough couple of games in a stretch, you can't just tie him because he'll have the definitive tiebreaker against you. So that's going to be a big game coming up in Week 10 that we're all going to be looking at. But otherwise, Panth- Panthers-Saints are 5-3, and three, both in the division, technically tied. Uh, Edge goes to the Panthers because of the head-to-head that they played, but they play again to, to settle that score the next week. You've got the two and five Buccaneers, and it's somewhat fitting. I think it was last year. It was Liam What's His Face, who's a commentator for ESPN or the NFL Network, and talked about calling because the ship that's in Tennessee Stadium or not Tennessee, Tampa Bay Stadium, doesn't have a name. the The pirate ship it doesn't have a name, and he he named it Brady's Revenge. Which actually is a decent pirate ship name, all things considered. But I would say the 2-5 and five start for the Buccaneers this year is what I would call Brady's Revenge. Because, and I know that Taylor would tell you, he'd back me up on this, they are missing Tom Brady. Um, It's been a rough start to the season. It's been a, It was a 2-0 and o start and then a five-game losing streak. But he's kind of in the same boat as you where he's like, I just got to get back to the drawing board. Yeah. Um, Knows it knows it hasn't gone his way so far, um, but also knows the successes that he's had in the past. So he's not completely thrown in the towel this season um, at all. And I I do expect for again, we talk about players whose their record I don't think reflects their skill. I think that's another case of that. Um, I I'm not gonna predict his record because I who knows. Honestly, the way the season has started, he could crater at like two and fourteen, or he could tear it off and go seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. I don't know. Um, but either way, he knows he's got things to work on, and so the real question is, how well will he work on those things? How successful will he be when he does? Um, and then you've got the Falcons at zero and seven, and that frankly that surprises me. They're not normally the best team in the division, but they're also I've never seen them be 0 and 7 either. I've never seen them be this bad. Usually usually Strafe has at least a couple wins under his belt. Um, but he's getting scored on in bunches and hasn't figured the offense out. So we'll we'll look to see if he can, you know, make a, f- a few things happen or if the season continues to go the way that it has so far, how the draft treats him and, and what he's able to do there. Uh, so, so what are your thoughts then on the NFC South? I think it's a race between the Panthers and the Saints right now. <laughs> I mean, that's just all it comes down to, and it's going to come down to if the Saints can bounce back. I mean, I'm not trying to reference like other league, other two. Like, North's not unbeatable. You, like, it it can be done. You just have to play smart, and that's all there is to it. So that's the thing: is can you learn to play smart? I think the Saints dude is capable of it, um, but I mean, obviously, it didn't go his way his first time. That also may be a shock value, like yeah. you know what I mean. He may not have known what he was getting himself oh, fuck into either. A hundred percent. So, but no, when I look at this division, man, right now I see a race between the Panthers and Saints. It's no slight to you know the Bucks, but. Not starting out so well. Five game losing streak. I don't know. Maybe you pull a Bears this year and sneak in. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe maybe that's I'm not the case. Sure that it is. Back to the drawing board. Yep. 
The drawing board is going to be full of chalk for a lot of teams this season, I have no doubt. Um, all right, so we will move on then to the NFC East. And <laughs> by God, that's Rupinesh music. Holy right. shit. We have, for what feels like the first time in forever, a new leader in the NFC East. It's it's the New York Football Giants. Holy shit! I I'm looking right now. Have they played each other? Yeah. Who won? I think Farouk won. Giants oh, won. Oh shit! Oh shit! That's what happened. And also, this is so bizarre. So so Farouk is sitting at five and five and two. He lost in Week One to the Bucks. It was it was one of the Bucks, you know, when they started two and zero. It was a close game, twenty four to twenty eight. Lost. He lost to the Packers, which everybody has twenty four to thirty four. That's a ten point spread, which isn't fantastic in regular NFL terms. But if you look at the fucking like, the wake of bodies that Brock has left on his campaign, a ten point spread against the Packers when you lose isn't awful. Those are his two losses. He's creamed some other teams. And and maybe most significantly, within his division, last week beat Washington 31-24. to Beat him by a touchdown. We have not seen this in this division. At all. It's been the same thing every time. And so, you've got the... So so and Washington is tied at that record. They actually they lost to the Cowboys. Mister hit that, beat him 33-27 earlier in what I would assume is an upset. Mostly because that was the second game they played. Again, that, that's another one where two teams played each other in the first four weeks within a division. Yep. It's kind of weird. Uh, but either way, uh, football team took the first meeting twenty one fourteen and then lost thirty three twenty seven in week four. And then the most recent loss against the Giants. And so, the Washington football team, and I'm going to choose my words carefully here because I feel like I pissed them off the last time and it led to a ungodly run. <laughs> but the Washington football team, for the first time in what feels like a long time, is actually playing second fiddle in their division. I refuse to believe that. And we'll wait to see in about another week or so. Yeah, no, I look, things could change. Obviously, that dude has torn things apart many times. But he's always felt like the 800-pound gorilla in the room in the division. And it's the first time in a long time, I feel like, since I've seen him not at the top. So it is refreshing. I remember when we were memeing on Farouk for signing Colin Kaepernick. And mm. then... And then sort of, well, because he got hurt, right? And then Daniel Jones yeah. took over anyways. That was hilarious. Well, he traded Daniel Jones. Right, right. So it's good to see Farouk there. And I, he earned it, right? You, you can't say he didn't earn it. You say, like, this is, this is not even shade towards the football team. Where the Giants are, they've earned it. They beat the well, football team. It was a fucking team. rebuild to begin with. And I mean, we're a couple of years in now, so. Mm-hmm. Although he's starting Josh Jobs, Jesus Christ. I know. He's been starting <laughs> the Quarterback stability is not a thing for New York. It's just not there. Um, but either way, 
Guys are still two five and two teams at the top of that division. They're deadlocked. Well, I they're not deadlocked. The Giants have right now. They would have the division because they have the head to head. But they will play again. And I, I can't. That is definitely. I will say. You want to talk about much what must watch football? Oh, it's actually that. It's the two years Steve Lurie starting. He is because it was Josh Jobs last year or two years ago, right? Oh no, I have you last year. Wait, who, who are you talking about? Who's starting? The Giants. For the Giants. He's starting a rookie quarterback or a two-year quarterback? Two-year. Out of South Dakota. Out of South Dakota? Hell yeah. I lived there for like 10 years. Good people. Vikings fans, so fuck them, but good people. Um, Vikings fans, so fuck them, good people. <laughs> uh, he's running it. He's doing a ground and pound, too, though, like I see. And he's hitting Evan Ingram. Yeah. Well, and Evan Ingram is disgusting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why I drafted him. He just hasn't done that, like, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram is a Madden god. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So you've got the, the football team of the Giants. I know everyone. The two teams at the bottom are not, like, the bottom bottom. So they're just, like, they're listening, like, when the fuck are you going to talk about us? We do have the Eagles and the Cowboys to talk about this division. Eagles are at 4-4. Four and four, Cowboys are at 4-5. and five, And those are teams, again, like, those are teams that are two games at most, well, I guess two and a half for the Cowboys, at most out of first place in the division. And the team, these teams are all beating each other as well. Oh, yeah. It's cannibalization. It, it's like it's a, the old school NFC East. It's like a much better version of the current NFC East. Right? <laughs> They're beating it's each only, other, but... It's, a, it's the NFC East, but with winning records. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> right? Jesus. But, uh, but yeah, that's what it is. So, you know, the Giants are at the top, up top of the football team, but the Eagles are right there too, and so are the Cowboys. So those those are teams that where it's like, you know, teams that have, like we said, teams that have zero, one, or two wins, this is panic mode. This is like decide right now if you want to win or if this season is just scrapped. Teams like the Eagles and the Cowboys at, at four wins, it's like, well, especially when your division winner has five it's not the end of the world, and you still are in striking distance, and you're all beating each other. So it'd be interesting to see. Again, it's going to be must-watch football when the Giants play the football team. Like, that's going to be I, – I am I will make sure that I'm able to – if I'm not – well, actually, shit. If it happens in the next, like, eight days, I, I definitely won't be at work, so I won't even have that excuse. I'll definitely make sure that I tune into that. Um, and I'm looking forward to it one way or the other. Um, and then, of course, the Eagles and the Cowboys, those teams, like, like we said, they're all beating each other. So it's like you shouldn't, nobody should feel like they're out of reach in that division. And I really do love that. I love that the Cowboys beat the football team. I love that that division is going to be close and that nobody in that division can, granted, I would hate it if I played in that division, but I love that those guys can't take any games off against their divisional opponents because if they do, they're going to lose. Um, I'm still betting on the football team. I refuse to underestimate that dude at any point ever in my life ever again. I know. I know. Like, no. He he whooped my ass year one. I haven't played him since then, but he also, like, we played a fucking game in a Super Bowl in a different league many years back. And, like, I still look back at that loss and think about it. So, like, here's I, I do not, will not, and never will. Nah. That dude, man. That dude is that dude for a reason. Yeah. 
pretty 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 bold to call himself that, but he's living up to it. Hey man, five and two, five and two, we're halfway. Let's let's see that race. I want to. I still want to see somebody else do it. I know he's statistically one game back, but fuck it. Here's here's my here's my like prove it for the Giants. Do it. Finish it. Eagles I'm, finish it. Cowboys finish it. Like if you're gonna do it, do it. But right. like, I don't know. Cowboys That's are on a two, bad, two, bad man with a scary, scary pass rush. Cowboys are on a two game winning streak. Rush. They have the best winning streak in that division. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a two and five team two weeks I played, ago. I've been playing with Mister Hit that for a long time, dude. That guy with a good team can do some good yeah. things. That's why I'm. Look, you're not you're not wrong. I I'm I'm with you in that it's like somebody still has to show. It. Well, I guess I can't say that because I was I'm part of the reason I've been quoted in in the football team in, in that dude's revenge tour. <laughs> but but it's never about shade. It's just about like well you know there are other people there. It's not just that team. And to my point, that's exactly what's happening right now. That's so true. that's true. It's I not. Just, I never. No. I never count my money like sitting at the table, man. Right, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's th- those teams are five and two, and I have no doubt in my mind that that dude took the loss to Farouk Minesh personally. Like, oh yeah. I, how could he not? Right. So that, but that's why I'm saying that that rematch has to be must watch because oh, it's yeah. going to be for the division theoretically. You know, I mean, there's other games to be played, but they're tied right now. And, and the Giants have the tiebreaker, so that's going to be very intriguing football. And then again, like we've said, Eagles-Cowboys are right in that discussion as well. You can't sleep on anybody in the NFC East. Um, again, much the same as the real-life NFC East this year, except they're not all terrible. So. True. All right. All right. So the NFC West, as Patrick Starr would say. Sorry, I'm flashing back to my childhood. The NFC West. Arizona Cardinals are sitting at five and three. Seahawks are at three and four. Rams are at two and six. And the Niners are at one and six. So this is one of those things now that I look at, though, where you said, well, if you're two and six, if you're one and six, you have to decide if you're going to compete. But then you look at a division like this where it's like, all right, the top team's five and three. The next team's three and four. Like, if I'm the Rams sitting at two and six, I'm only three games back of this bitch. We're only halfway. Same if I'm the Niners. I'm only three games back of this bitch, and we're only halfway. Yeah. It's true. So, like, man, there's I feel like there's more parity now. Like, in starting, like, you know what I mean? Right. Like. Which is good. No, I love it. I, I would rather there be parity. Um, but, like, that's what I want. Like, I want good people. I want, I, I just want, like, all across the board, man. I just want people to be able to compete and play. Yeah, I'm with you, and I like, I look at streaks. I just, I have a fascination with streaks. So people get streaky, dude. I want a Super Bowl like last year in GG Alpha getting streaky. Yeah, like well, I when would... streaks go both ways too, though, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, they like, do. They go up at, and they go the down. Sea- the Seahawks are three and four. <laughs> They're on a two-game losing streak. So two weeks ago, they were three and two. The Rams are two and six. They're on a three-game losing streak. Streak. Mm-hmm. So three weeks ago they were two and three. The the Forty ers are on a five-game losing streak. 
five weeks ago. This is getting a little bit more of a reach. Five years ago, they were one and one. My point is five weeks ago, not five years. Calm down. I mean, four score. No, um, four score and about seven goddamn beers ago. I knew what I was saying. You know what? It's been about seven, actually. How did you know? Get out of my head. Um, I used to live there. You did. You used to. <laughs> not anymore. It's okay. it, it used to be the other way around. Mm-hmm. My so how the a full night I hurt half your team in a game somehow. God, why? Why? No, we're not doing this right now. <laughs> My how the turntables. <laughs> for real. So, no, but you're right though. The NFC I'm West. Proud of you for not fucking up that quote. I, I see what you did there. <laughs> Gotta love some good old office. Um, no, but so, so the NFC West is really just like whoever wants it at this point. Even still, like you said, I mean it's. The a five and three division leader when you've got teams that are one two three games back is not is not a confident division leader. It's not a division leader that's like yeah I'm good where I'm at. So it'll be interesting to see where where teams go there, and and who wants to just come away with it because the other thing too is like you can't any of those teams any given week could just like light somebody up or just lose terribly. I felt like that's the way it's gone this season for the NFC West. And, and frankly, as long as Sats has been alive, the NFC West has been... I don't want to throw that shade, but I will. They've been the most mediocre division. Right? I mean, even when, like, even when teams are doing well, it was like, well, you're 9-7 and seven or you're 10-6. and six. That's your division winner. So it's like, let's see somebody go out there and, like, want it. I don't know. I, I could be totally off base here, and I'm sure you'd let me know. But, but that's just the sort of sense that I'm getting from that division. I'm getting some... I feel like the Cardinals and the Seahawks have been the closest. That old 49ers guy was good, and then he edited, like, everyone in the fucking bar, <laughs> Literally. That's the copy pasta I want to find, was his fucking... Anybody who listens to this, I swear, dude, if you'll scroll up in the annuals or goddamn find it, Somebody find me that copy pasta when the Niners quit because I just need that smile on my face. I've never been so pissed at somebody for so blatantly fucking with something, but God damn it, that was a great exit speech. All right, I'm not trying to commission any one person for this. Yeah, who did that earlier? That it's was fucking easy. easy it's wasn't easy. It? Yeah, easy. Easy rain. You weren't easy. You weren't here, so it's a deep dig. It's a deep thing. You, you have to scroll up, but the good thing is, even if you join a group me after something's already been said, you can still find it. Yeezy, we are commissioning you right now to find the shit that the old 49 user said before he dipped. And it, I know I, one of you fuckers has it. I promise, I promise it will be worth it. So please do that for us. Um... But yeah, so, so th- th- but that's where that's where you stand with the oh, NFC West again. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> um, Even the fucking fullback. <laughs> I know. God, that was the part that pissed me off, dude. Even the fucking full. He edited everybody. Even Kyle Juszczyk, and I was like, why? What see, was... that's the reason for the no ignorance in my mind. Right. But we're not going to go back on that. Once again. 
Um, I feel like this division, it's at the halfway at the halfway point. I feel like we do this every time we hit a halfway point podcast where we're like, I don't know, it's up there in the fucking air, <laughs> like because that's where we're at right now. Right, and um, and because things always change between now and the end of the season, so. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see the finish. Um, I believe in the Cardinals. I believe in Domer. I believe in the Rams. I believe the 49ers could turn it around. You never know. I can't believe in everybody. That's the most non-committal response you've ever had to some shit like that. It's okay. Pick somebody. If I play all sides, I can't lose, right? (laughs) All right. Come on, man. It's, It's like the end of training day. It's okay. It's okay. I can't lose. I'm still winning. I suppose it is. And that is my problem. Yeah, right. All right. So. Oh, man. I'm, I'm pissed. The run through. Yeah, but now we have to go through the, the MVP voting and shit. Like yeah, that no, real no. Quick. I was just scrolling over to that. I'm right. So, I'm so angry. I'm so angry. There's I not am a trying single... to just no longer be angry. No, I know. It's I should well not half the reason people watch my stream. <clears throat> somebody told me this. Somebody in a different streaming community told me the other day. He's just like, yeah, people go to your streams to watch you get angry at Madden, right? And I was like, fuck you. Like, fuck you. Like, yeah, that's not the only thing that happens. That's the difference between <laughs> me and you, though. You rant. I get really you just quiet get quiet. And oh yeah, get really pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways. I'm pissed that the the seven and O Bengals don't have a single player in the top ten for MVP. Not happy about it, but let's run it down. In your NFL MVP voting, number one right now is, is the one game suspension serving Aaron Jones. Um, he's put up great numbers even outside of that game that he got suspended for because you know six touchdowns in one half is like never gonna happen ever. Um, but even outside of that game, like he's had a phenomenal season. There's no question about it. Um, and I feel like every year it's kind of just like, which Packers player is going to be up at the top of the MVP voting? <laughs> like, Hey, Lamar won it last year. He did. And not even on Alvin Kamara won it the year before. Not that. even on the list this year, but yes, he did. Um, I know, I know. And we're going to get that turned around. You can kiss my fucking ass. <laughs> Sarah Jones is at the top. Eight no, I, you know, dude's a monster. There's no question about that. Oh, yeah. Derrick Henry. Well, she's right behind him. <laughs> God damn it. Derrick Henry. <laughs> but Derrick Henry. He's there. Deserves it to be there. Um, I looked at his... I was... I looked at his stats tonight when he was playing the Texans. And I had only seen a couple of the plays recently where it looked like he'd got him shut down. And I was like, oh, he must be playing him well. And Henry had like 12 carries for 177 yards. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, so Derrick Henry's obviously having a great season. You sort of expect that. That's kind of like that's everybody knows this about Kobe and the Titans. And and to to his credit, Kobe has expanded more in terms of not relying so much on Henry. But that's still his main damage dealer, hundred percent. And he's doing it well. So Henry is a second because he's the one you focus on, and then it's like, ha ha, ha You've activated my trap card. Trap card, exactly. Um. So Alvin Kamara is third in MVP voting. Again, it's it's so it's the same story. You know, what Derrick Henry is to the Titans, Alvin Kamara is to the Saints. They play slightly different roles, but still it's they're the <clears throat> engine that drives that whole machine. 
It's okay. These these kids are teaching me about the halfbacks. It's all right. You can have to them too. You it's young... been a while since I had someone like you, young kid. children. <laughs> yeah, for real. Hold on, because number four in MVP voting is Spencer Barnett. No, I saw this too, and I have to go find out who the fuck this I, guy is. Yeah, I don't. So number four in MVP voting is Spencer. So so two and six is their record. The two and six Patriots. Who the fuck is Spencer Barnett? His shoulders don't make him look like a quarterback. <laughs> that man. He's got some broad fucking shoulders if he's a quarterback. I'd be surprised. But to be fair, he he's probably a running no, back, right? Sam Darnold's their quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the top three MVP candidates are running backs. Oh, so he's their halfback. Is he a rookie? Yeah. He's an 80, and he's 82 overall. Yeah. Is he hidden development, or does is it already discovered? You play your card hidden. Yeah. So he's got a star at worst and X Factor at best running back. He's two and six, but he has an eighty-two overall running back rookie running back that is fourth in MVP voting. I think we're gonna do some more tuning towards the like I think we we fucked with it a little bit. Like I think we're gonna need some more tuning tuning towards the running backs here soon. Oh, do you say that because there's only one quarterback on the MVP voting list? Well, and it's, and it's even, Carson it's... Wentz at number nine. Kendrick Wiggins. Granted, granted, Housed has done nothing but try to pump up his running back. But Kendrick Wiggins is is tenth in MVP voting. That or maybe just quarterbacks aren't no, to be honest with you, man. A lot of his quarterbacks aren't playing that well this year. Yeah, it's because they don't have to. No, like seriously, um, yeah. Like I said, we're gonna. We'll, we'll look at it. We, right. We're gonna evaluate it in the off season. We'll evaluate, just like we do everything. Like we're gonna evaluate it. It is. It is honestly though, pretty fucking stupid that there's only one quarterback in the MVP voting at all. I look right. if if somebody if a non quarterback wants to win the MVP again. That doesn't bother time, me. I won the MVP with the quarterback last year, but he also went on a tear at the end of the and season. also ran a lot too. So yeah. he wasn't just a he wasn't a pocket passing quarterback. Yeah, well, now everybody. Yeah, pretty good for a running back, right? Pretty good for a running back, right? Um, all right. So so Spencer I Burnett. I hate it for I the two and six it. Patriots. Rookie running back, man, that guy, that kid's got to have an insanely good future. Even if he doesn't, if he, even if oh, he well. is a little bit slower, like if he finishes top five MVP, he's like I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm sure he's going to lock down the AFC Rookie of the Year offensively. That guy, that kid's got. There's future. no way that he doesn't. Zeke Elliott at number five for the MVP voting with those Cowboys again. Those are in there, and then you've got Antonio Gibson for the football team. Another NFC East running back. You've got Christian McCaffrey. Uh, McCaffrey. Well, I butchered that. But Christian McCaffrey. You know what? The reason I couldn't even pronounce the fucking name was because this motherfucker decided to absolutely wreck his entire season. The only year that I've had the number one pick in fantasy football in the last 10 years of me playing it. I literally named my team Christian Values after him. And he completely fucked me over. So, fuck you, Christian McCaffrey. Anyways, he's seventh in MVP voting. Uh, Nick Chubb, suspect is using him to maximum efficiency with the Browns. 
Is he? Carson Wentz is our first quarterback checking in. Oh. This is this is so fucking stupid. Carson Wentz is the first quarterback in MVP. <clears throat> you can't make this shit up. Only Madden. Um, with the 4-4 four four Eagles. He's checking in at number 9. And then Kendrick Wiggins, that running back that, uh, that House has been developing uh, for the 5-2 and two Steelers, checks in at number 10 for MVP voting. So again, it is 9 running backs with Carson Wentz, the lone quarterback, checking in at number 9. Uh, Coach of the year, as we've sort of discussed. Ah, okay, hold on. Well, no, again, it's because I'm pretty sure the rankings aren't correct in terms of it hasn't calculated games played. Uh, technically speaking, John Madden, who is somehow the coach for the, the Colts, and also lost a lot of fucking weight to come back to the league, if you're looking at his picture, uh, is at number one, but that's an 8-1 team. Game will always give it to the best record, so technically it should be expert killer. Uh, at the 8-0 Packers, and I don't care about that award because I think it's pretty stupid. Offensive player of the year. Um, for the AFC, we'll start there. Uh, do you want me to go down this list, or do you want to go down it, or how do you want to split these? Uh, offensive player of the year, I'll go down it. So Derrick Henry's leading it right now, followed by Spencer Barnett of the Patriots. Nick Chubb's going to come in third. Joe Mixon in fourth. Kendrick Wiggins in fifth. Marlon Mack of the Colts in sixth, Philip Lindsley in seventh, Baker Mayfield at eighth, uh, Justin Herbert at ninth, and Joe Burrow at tenth for Offensive Player of the Year in the AFC. Do you want me to do Defensive Player of the Year? Because I'd be more than happy to start. Yeah, go ahead. All right, it's, you it's your boy, Aaron Donald, another defensive tackle for the Bungles is leading it off right now in no, defensive the Bengals now. Chill the fuck out. Okay, that's right. I've been promoted. The Bengals. Yeah, I've been promoted. You're welcome. This, this, thank you. The Cincinnati thank Bengals you. defensive tackle. I hate you. Get mad. <laughs> fuck you. The Cincinnati Bengals defensive tackle Aaron Donald is right now leading in defensive tackle of the year. Well, defensive player of the year. He's a defensive tackle. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of season to go. Uh, but he's currently leading. Uh, we've got DeForest Buckner with the 8-1 Colts at number two. Adoree Jackson is, is sitting at third in Defensive Player of the Year, and, like, that guy deserves to be where he's at. He, has, he plays out-of-his-mind defense for the Titans. Uh, it's, it's honestly ridiculous. Uh, Darius Leonard, so two Colts players in the top four for Defensive Player of the Year. That might shed light onto that 8-1 start. He's got some good defense going on there. You've got Larry Ogunjobi. I'm pretty sure it's Ogunjobi. Yeah. I'm butchering sure. that, maybe. Uh, but, yeah, he comes in at fifth for the Browns. Zach Cunningham for the 1-8 Texans. Their bright spot is they do have a guy sixth for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Terran Matheu. Is with the Titans. I forgot about that. Um, and he's at seven. Doug Baldwin for the Broncos is at eight. Jabril Peppers with the Steelers now. A little bit of AFC North, uh, you know, trading and signing oh, and I things know. like that yeah, going I would on. I'll that up because he's a Michigan man too. Yeah, and to and I'm glad to see Jabril Peppers actually being well, like in the game, like 87 overall, 
doing things, and I've always thought, like, dude, when he came out, I was like, I, I thought he was going to be the second governor of Charles Woodson. I thought that was oh, the yeah, guy I that, too. like, I just but didn't end up that way. And then Derwin James Jr. He hasn't carved out, a, especially, like, well, in this, he hasn't. He's an 87 now. Like, that's not terrible. Yeah. He hasn't carved out. I think he's done better since right, yeah. he's gotten out of Cleveland. <laughs> right. Right. He's still with the Giants. Not the, he is with the Giants, so, right? In real life? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like it's, it, the comparisons is what it was. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, like, that's... Oh, offense and defense? Right. Oh, my God. This doesn't happen anymore. Charles right. Woodson. Blah, 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 blah. And, like, honestly, I think that, like, over-expectation for him kind of killed him coming into the league. Yeah. Plus, he still came in when I feel like Cleveland was in a bad situation. Oh, they were awful. Yeah, in my eyes, like, he'll fix it. on the way up. I think Cleveland finally found a little bit of the fucking, like, what they need to do. Right. Everyone's like, oh, Jabril Preppers will fix this. <laughs> it's like, well, no. That's, no. It'll take more than that. Uh, but So we've got Derwin James Jr. rounding out that. Uh, 10th for defensive player in the AFC. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year. To no one's surprise, uh, we're looking at Spencer Barnett. He was, like, what, fourth in MVP voting, second in Offensive Player of the Year voting. So it looks like he is, no pun intended, running away with that award in the AFC. Followed by <laughs> the best name far and away that I'm going to see. I just saw it, too. In Madden. Craig Bacon. I love it. Craig Bacon for the Steelers. Um, Jason Smith is third with the Jaguars. Devontae Hurst is fourth with the Raiders. Now, remember, what did we do? Was it top three? Yes. Top three. And I was like, I'm, not, I'm a little bit drunk at this point. So I know it was like top three, top four four or something like that so i wanted for it to be top five in line for a fucking dev upgrade yes so, so the like, top imagine three players Spencer barnett super or is like a superstar and he fucking wins these awards he can go up to an x-factor same with bacon same with smith i mean fuck i looked down this list we'll get to it because i got a funny fucking like statistical and now st- statistic for number eight on this list i can't wait to see it um so, so, yeah, right now, in line, because it is the top three players at Offensive Rookie of the Year or Defensive Rookie of the Year that get the upgrade, it'd be Barnett for the Patriots, Craig Bacon for the Steelers, and Jason Smith for the Jaguars. At right, number four, you've got Devontae Hurst. In striking distance there for the Raiders, Demarcus Jones for the Colts is number five. Dwayne Whitfield at number six for the Broncos. DJ Simpson, number seven for the Broncos. And then I'll let you take it away for Deshaun Hayward. I think he's thrown like two or three passes. What? Total. Wait, is he a quarterback? Yes. So (laughs) he's a quarterback. I signed out a free agency um, that's 60 overall, normal development. He's got decent throwing stats. That's the only reason I took him. Like 88 throw power, 77 short, 70 medium, 74 deep. Like it's terrible, but better than your worst rookie. Right. So... Lamar got hurt in an early game. I want to say it was against Brock or not Brock. No, um, um, Taylor against the uh, Bucks. But I'll check that real quick. But yeah, he went like three for three. Like I ran like while he was out there, and I was like shitting myself. Like 
no 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 you can't be hurt that's not right right and uh yeah no he ended up coming back and lamar finished that game out but it was like woof at the time like oh my god we are so fucked or no you know who that was against i'm looking at it now it was against the fucking saints Mm. it was totally against the saints that's unfortunate so, yeah, but he's eighth on the AFC list, so not a lot of rookies playing in the AFC is what that kind of tells me, or, like, in making huge impacts. Right. I mean, um, yeah, obviously. Leads me to wonder about the others. Um, but then we've got uh, Leonard Beckham with the Chiefs, and then we've got another Raider to round it out, Mitch Scott, and that is Offensive Rookie of the Year. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Ooh... Looking at it, we've got two Jags in the top three. Maybe they're looking... Maybe this is... Maybe the reason they're three and five. Maybe. Because they're starting some younger players. Elk is starting younger players and he's developing them. I don't know. Could be. We'll see. Um, But we've got... Mason Patton is currently leading for Defensive Rookie of the Year uh, for the Jags. We've got Stephen Gaines for the Colts. Part of that uh, dominant defense... We've got Miles Foster, also for the Jags. That's at number three. And then Relic Timmons uh, for the Steelers. Oh, dude, that's kind of cool, too, because, like, I mean, I'm just looking at it. Remember, uh, was it Lawrence Timmons? Played at Wisconsin and then played for the Steelers for a long time at inside linebacker. Um, I'm just full of comeback or callbacks tonight. You, you are when... When did this happen? Because I don't remember that at all. You don't remember Lawrence Timmons? Lawrence Timmons? When did he play for Wisconsin? One second. Go ahead and keep talking. I'm going to look this up. Okay. I Maybe you're right. I don't know. We're both many beers in. Like, who knows? Um, Rashad Carter for the Texans is at number five. Travis McCarthy also for the Texans. Oh, no. Six. He played at Florida State. I'm an idiot. Okay, I was gonna say I I feel like I would remember, but I don't. Um, Desmond Hankins for the Colts is at number seven. Kendrick Coates for the Broncos is at number eight. Darius Parker with the Dolphins at number nine, and then Patrick Jackson with the Browns is sitting at tenth for Defensive Rookie of the Year for the AFC. Uh, do you want to go ahead and start us off with player of the year for the NFC? Or are you so, st- offense player of the year for the NFC is obviously Aaron Jones. Um, right behind him would be Alvin Kamara, followed by Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Gibson of the Washington football team, Christian McCaffrey of the Path the Panthers, if I could say fucking words, Saquon Barkley at number six, Jalen Rigor for the Eagles at number seven, Chase Edmonds at eight, Carson Wentz at nine, and Miles Sanders also of the Eagles at ten. So you got three Eagles from seven, eight, nine, and ten. Um, Aaron Jones, who's obviously leading the MVP race, is at number one there. Kamar, I think, is number two in the MVP race. If I'm right, no, he's number three. 
So he comes in as second AFC for Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, Gibson, McCaffrey, they were all involved in there, so it's no shock to see them currently sitting where there's... Um, Chase Edmonds is in there, though. I don't think he was in. I'll check myself before the Philly commit. No, he was not. So that's your roundup so far for Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, there's two... Two of the top three um, NFL MVP candidates are sitting right there. I mean, you'd, you'd expect to see that to a certain extent. Um, all right, yeah, I guess that rounds that up pretty well. Defensive Player of the Year. I got. It. I'm. I'm getting. I'm getting fucking sick of chaos with this shit. Yes, you, you seeing what I'm seeing? Another linebacker, different I mean, linebacker. A different rookie linebacker is leading for Defensive Player of the Year for the Lions. He had one last year. He's farming those fucking dev upgrades. Somebody do something about it. Tyrone Carr, which again, you can't double up, so if he gets Defensive Rookie of the Year as well, you know, he doesn't get double upgrades. Maybe we should look at if the same player gets... Player of the Year and Rookie of the Year, we just give an upgrade to the next person down the list then. What do you think about that? It could be a possibility. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, either way, Tyrone Carr, another fast linebacker who I fucking wanted and probably would have drafted except that I was fucking playing Jackbox games with my family during our draft last year and didn't exactly pay attention to all of it. Um, but either way, he got drafted before I was able to pick. So either way, solid pickup, obviously, because he's number one in defensive player of the year as a rookie. Um, so he's sitting up there at number one. We've got Levante David is at number two with a very, I'd say, elite Packers defense this year. Um, we've got Byron Murphy Jr. at number three for defensive player of the year in the NFC. Buda Baker. Both Cardinals players uh, at number four. And then Adrian Amos rounds out the top five for Defensive Player of the Year again. So that's two Packers, two Cardinals, and a Lion. Um, bunch of animals. B- bunch and, of animals. I don't know. Something that, I guess, does something with cheese. They, they, were, they were meat packers. Meat that's, packers. That's what it was. Right. Um, Rock Yassin is at number six for the Giants. So I, I guess you'd expect to see a Giants player somewhere in the Defensive Player of the Year voting, right? Because they've had a good season. Um, and then Miles Hartsfield. I don't really know. That's not a rookie. Because he's got like just the generic like darkened player like profile look. So it's it's yeah. like it's like a guy who's an actual NFL player that they never got the picture for, because if it was a rookie, they would have generated something. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, he's number seven uh, with the Panthers. Josh Jackson, so that's a third Packer uh, at number eight, and then we have Minka Fitzpatrick and Xavier Woods, both for the Cowboys, number nine and number ten for Defensive Player of the Year. Offensive Rookie of the Year is right now looking like Jack Hillman for the Panthers. Um, Isaac Bennett is number two 
for the Lions, and then James Medina is number three for the Cowboys. Max Lockbaum, number four with the Buccaneers. Nicholas Grimes, number five with the Cardinals. Braxton Lowe with the Seahawks is at number six. Terrence Vernon is number seven with the Eagles. Justin Dobbins is number eight with the Falcons. Evan Conway is number nine with the Seahawks. And Otis Ash is number 10 with the Panthers again. So if you're looking at the guys that you're targeting for the upgrades, uh, right now it is Jack Hillman with the Panthers, Isaac Bennett with the Lions, and James Medina with the Cowboys. Do you want to round out the defensive rookie of the year? So defense rookie of the year, uh, obviously Tyrone Carr, who's leading for defensive player of the year in the NFC is going to come up first there. Now, Jeremy McDaniels for the Vikings is going to sit in at number two, followed by Tyree Kelly for the Eagles at number three, Rashad Sellers for the Vikings at number four. So, so far, the top four, two of them are going to the Vikings. Lawrence Samuel of the Packers is at number five, Quincy Childs of the uh, San Francisco 49ers is at six. Ben Carter for the Rams at seven. Kenny ML of the Chicago Bears at number eight. Bobby Green of the Falcons at number nine. And Emmett Owens also of the Falcons at number 10. All right. So, I mean, I see it's kind of interesting, like out of the top fourth, out of the top five, Four of the five are in the NFC North. Mm-hmm. That division just breeds talent. Breeds talent. Looking to keep getting better and better. All right. All right. Well, <clears throat> that's sort of our look at uh, at the divisions as well as those player um, those player standings as of right now. And of course, the player of the year and all that stuff just came out in the last game week so this is pretty fresh plenty of room for movement you'd think um we did mention the top three as of now in the rookie of the year categories but of course that can change so maybe an area where users are going to be looking to target those guys a little bit more and try and get them some better stats and, and who knows um but with that being said, I suppose that's kind of all we've got for the podcast tonight then. Do you have any other, unless you have something else or if you have closing thoughts? Uh, no, closing thoughts is, um, you know, we're getting at the halfway point. We're getting into year three. Um, we removed a guy tonight uh, who, you know, did some things to get himself removed and also wasn't really playing his games anyway. Um, we're starting to track that again more. Um, so... A lot of the times, the guys, especially like with these, four, especially with the force wins, we see DMs, so we can tell, and we see patterns. So either play or just don't. Like if you're not going to, we're gonna replace you. Like, and that goes for just everybody going forward, and also going forward, like ignorance to the rules is just no longer an excuse. It's not gonna happen. Which, to be or fair, they, was never an excuse. Like no, it. it never was. But like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna edit a player's abilities. You're not gonna fucking re-roll people and just be like Meh, about it, and like then just boldly lie. So we like having you guys here. We want to keep running this. We want to keep doing this. 
Um, but we just gotta abide by the same shit. Like, outside of that, player games, um, you know, we're halfway through year three. I can't wait to see how the season's gonna end and where it goes. Hopefully I can get it turned around too, because holy shit, this has not started well. But, outside of that, uh, I think we got a good league, we got a good people. We're gonna get somebody new for the Chiefs, hopefully... You can actually play well with the Chiefs. That'd be cool. And um, also play their games and not re-roll Patrick Mahomes because I guess he needs re-rolling for some fucked up reason. Yeah, that's fair. Um, no, I mean, and and we hear, uh, to build on that, we do hear plenty of times there are people in the chat and it's it definitely builds us up when you guys say that you love this league and you enjoy the time here. Um, so we know there's a solid core group of people here that does really enjoy this game and that we don't have to worry about uh, with doing shit like re-rolling their players or changing abilities or things like that. And that's why it's pretty simple. We ask that you don't do those things. We ask that you read the rules. It's not super intensive. And again, if you have questions about something that's in the rules, please let us know. But when you join the league, or if you're a part of this league... There's an assumption that you have read the rules and that you'll abide by those. And if you have a problem with them, that you'll come to us and talk to us about it. That you won't go rogue or just do some dumb shit and use some fucked up logic to try to argue your point. It's like if you have to ask, can I get away with this? Then you already have your answer. So, again, we we love this league too. Um, and we love that you guys love it, or at least those of you that are telling us that you love it. If you think that you are above this league in some way, you're not. If you think you've got ways that we can improve, please bring it to us. Those are two different things. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it I speak for myself, I think I speak for the commissioning team when I say it really does grind away at our enjoyment of this league when we have to deal with shit like this. So just don't just take your team and try your best to be competitive with them. And if you find some sort of problem with it, then talk to us. And if you're going to do some shady shit like that, then just leave and, and save us the trouble of having to be, or I guess if you're going to give us an awesome manifesto that we can turn into a copy pasta, do that first and then leave. Um, but, but either way, just, we're here to have fun. We're here to be competitive, but we're here to have fun. And obviously, you're going to try and get every competitive advantage you can, but there are rules within that. And, like, you should try and keep all the competitive advantages you try and attain on the field. Uh, you know, look for matchups. Look for ways that you can exploit for somebody. Study away the guy plays. You know, look for tendencies, things like that. But don't try and, like, edit your players and things like that. Um, I, frankly, we're just we're just so fucking sick and tired and over dealing with this um so i don't want to end the podcast on a bad note because i do think that we are in our third season this is overall the most enjoyment i've had in I, this is definitely the most enjoyment i've had in league that i've run um oh, definitely 100 percent. and uh and you know we we have fun but we're also we do this shit for you you know we run it for you guys and we record this podcast for you guys too so Hope that you guys are enjoying it. Hope that you're having a great time. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Again, if you have questions or concerns, please let us know. Uh, and just 
get get those games in and again you know communication's a big deal if you're out of town if you've got things going on in your life we understand that if you're just ghosting opponents for four or five weeks in a row that's different and that's frankly not excusable so let's try and just let's try and communicate better let's try and remember we're all talking to other people and, and treat each other with respect in that regard um anyway. we want you here but we need you to play and that's all there is to it we want you here but we need you to be here so um yeah but with that being said do you have anything else no outside of that gentlemen uh we're a little bit past the halfway point right at the halfway point let's finish it out strong um some things are changing some teams that were up at first are going down some teams that were down are going up there's parity there's close divisions um let's finish it out let's finish it out uh we're gonna find a new chiefs user we'll see what that adds so yeah. you know maybe he's really fucking good and the afc is just all topsy-turvy fucked yeah there's gonna be some exciting football down the stretch one way or the other i have no doubt about that so as always make sure that you guys are taking care of yourselves especially during these times and if you can take care of someone else as well um for Filthy Hand 74 Scott, this is J Dog Joel signing out. We will catch up with you guys next time. Hope you enjoyed. Make sure that you let us know if you enjoyed it. Listen to this. Uh, let us know what you think we can do better. We'd love to hear it. Otherwise, we'll be back with you again next week. Take care of yourselves. <laughs>